club foot and pisses all over him. So yeah. it's just messy. We all know what Messi can do. A lot of flair, a lot of skill. People might forget the names, but the street certainly won't. Hola, buongiorno, konnichiwa. Wherever you're listening to this, welcome back to another For the Love of List episode and welcome back to another FPL weekly episode. In this one, we'll be previewing game week six. So it's the usual format for those of you that haven't listened before. I take you through my top five captaincy picks for the week, my top five teams to target, and that's a short-term view over the next three weeks, and my watch list. So that is the top five players that I'm targeting to get into my team. But before we go into game week six, a little look back to game week five. I had a bit of a shocker, 58 points which says it's in line with the average, but it did feel a lot, lot lower. A bit unlucky with the fact that Trent didn't play. That that really screwed me over a little bit. As a non-Ronaldo owner, I think I probably got away with one. He could have had two or three. He could have had a couple of penalties in there, couldn't he? So, you know, I'll probably have to take them 58 points and run. Got the captaincy shout right in Salah, but I did drop him rank to about 250k now so it's onwards and upwards from here hopefully gonna have a better week this week on to my captaincy picks then and I'm actually going to go with the exact same five that I did last week now I don't think that's gonna happen again this season but they're all Liverpool Man United players I just think they're the two form teams well especially when it comes to attacking and they've got the best fixtures this week but the order, so it's going to be the same as last week. So it's Bruno at five. I think he's still a great option. He was so unlucky not to get an assist. And as a Bruno owner, I was a bit gutted when Ronaldo didn't get it first time and tapped in the rebound at West Ham. But I think, again, Bruno's shown that even with Ronaldo in the team, well, he should have had an assist this week. He got a goal the week before. I don't think that's necessarily going to impact on his returns in a bad way then. And yeah, he, he just seems like he can find Ronaldo and, and build up them assist now. So he is still a good FPL option. And Villa at home, that's a very good fixture from an attacking point of view. Number four is Sadio Mane. So he's got two in his last two, three in his last four. He's hitting a bit of form Knowing a little bit where the goal is, I know he probably should have got more in that period still, but Mane for me is one of those players that is a little bit of a confidence player. He does seem to be a little bit purple patchy and he seems to be in a bit of a purple patch now. And I think that can continue against Brentford. Brentford have shown to be better defensively than we all first thought, but people were saying the same about Crystal Palace. And that didn't stop Mane and that didn't stop Liverpool scoring goals in that game. So I wouldn't necessarily look at those stats that show Brentford in a positive light and be put off the likes of Mane. And my next pick, number three, which is Trent Alexander-Arnold. So as I said, he didn't play at the weekend. He was ill, which was annoying. But it's the same thinking as last week. He's got very strong clean sheet potential this week. Very strong bonus point potential because he always does. Even if Liverpool let in a goal, he's up there with the bonus. 
And Trent can deliver an assist any time, any place. And, you know, there's also potential for a free-kick goal most weeks too. I think Trent's getting you an assist every two or three games. And these are the sort of games where he plays higher up the pitch and he's involved in the play. So I think I can easily see Trent getting a double-digit haul here. At number two, same as last week again, it's Cristiano Ronaldo. He's the man in form at the moment. He's sort of any time, any place when it comes to goals, but he does have a particular good record when it comes to scoring against these, should I call them lower half teams? I mean, Villa aren't what they were at some points last season. I think they're there to be beaten. They're there to be beaten comfortably. And I think we're going to see, we've already seen from Man United, if Man United are scoring goals, Ronaldo is going to be amongst those goals, whether it's from open play, whether it's from a penalty. And Ronaldo will be expecting to score at least one goal in this game here. And at number one, and it was very close again this week between the number one and number two, but it is Mohamed Salah, Brentford away. Now, the stats will probably show that Man United have got the slightly better fixture. But as I said, that's probably what it showed for the Palace game as well. And I think Liverpool are stat busters a little bit when it comes to coming up against these solid defences. I think they've got the best attack in the league at the moment. And Salah is in red-hot form. And I think what edges it for me that I picked Salah over Ronaldo this week is purely the fact that he's a midfielder. I could I could see them getting the same number of attacking returns, but Salah's got the extra point for the goal. And I'd imagine Liverpool keep clean sheet at Brentford. So that's an extra point as well there. So I think Ronaldo, that means he's really got to get like an assist on top of anything Salah gets to match him. And that's why he's the number one for me. Just edging it over Ronaldo this week. So on to my top five teams to target. So this is really looking at the next three games. And at number five, it is Wolves. They disappointed at the weekend, but they should have scored at least one. I think there was some a mix of heroic defending by Brentford, poor composure in the final third from Wolves and just poor finishing. I'm not put off by that. I still think Wolves are a good side. I think they'll have a decent season. And I think in these next three, which are Southampton away, Newcastle at home and Villa away, I think they can get some points here. I think they can get some returns. I do prefer the defensive assets, though. I think Jimenez, he just does need that first goal before he clicks into action. Uh, So, I mean, I'm on Cody at the moment. I'm probably not going for the double up, but I like Cody. I like Samedo. I think Jose Sarr is okay as well as a goalkeeper option. And a couple of them from last week have gone onto my radar now. And that is Daniel Podence, who was injured. He's one to watch at five and a half. I don't think there's a ton around that value in the midfielders. So if he can get some games under his belt, if he can get a run in the team, I think he's probably one of the best five and a half midfielders in the game. And then up top... Another one at five and a half is Huang. He looked very dangerous at Brentford. He comes up high in the XG numbers. And again, I don't think there's many 
as good or better than Wang at that sort of value for the strikers under five and a half million. So if you are having to go cheap, then he's certainly one that could help enable that budget and he's be one that I would consider probably over Jimenez, to be honest, at the moment. At number four is Leeds. So they've got West Ham at home, Watford at home, Southampton away. So I've got Rafinha and Bamford at the moment and it's the attacking players that I'd be targeting, I think, here. They look a bit short defensively. Um, they've got a lot of injuries going on, but Leeds can score in any game. And I think these defensive injuries are just going to force them to come out and play even more and go for goals even more. And West Ham, they very rarely keep clean sheets. Watford, they look like they could leak goals as well. And Southampton are looking better than they did, but it's still a fixture Leeds will probably fancy themselves in. So, yeah, I, I do like the look of Leeds from an attacking point of view. And they're number four. Number three is Manchester United. So they've got Villa at home, Everton at home, Leicester away in their next three. Now, if you'd looked at that at the start of the season, you'd say that's a very difficult run. But I think these are all very winnable games for Man United. And Villa at home in particular, that's arguably the best fixture this week. A lot of people are going to be with Captain and Ronaldo that game and you know Everton the next game as well Everton got battered by Villa at the weekend and they got battered by United in pre-season and with something potentially up with Jordan Pickford who missed the game at the weekend too that's another game where it's a potential captaincy option there so Man United they're in great form and I wouldn't be scared of any of those fixtures and number two is Liverpool Dropping one place from last week. They've got Brentford away, City at home and Watford away. Now, I wouldn't be scared of that City fixture in between the two very nice fixtures there. But I think Liverpool will be favourites for all three. I think they can win all three. And you've always got Mohamed Salah. is always the captaincy shout every week. You've also got Mane now coming into it, showing that he can score regularly. Trent. Andy Robertson as well is a very good option over the season. It's one of them. You could just leave him in there any week and he'll get you points. Always in the bonus as well. And I think Jota, for a very short-term punt, one-game punt, Brentford away, he should have scored the last couple of games and he's due a goal, isn't he? So I I think he's another very good short-term option. But at number one on my top five teams to target is Chelsea. So they've got Man City at home, Southampton at home and Brentford away. A bit like Liverpool, I don't think Chelsea should be fearing City. They'll come in as favourites for sure and I'd expect them to win that. You've got Lukaku is the obvious place where a lot of people are already on and a lot of people are going to go. But you've also got Rudiger who is just a bit like I said about Andy Robertson, Trent. He can just sit in your team all season, rack up the clean sheet points, rack up the bonus points. He's not scoring every week like he did against Tottenham, but, you know, he does love a shot from range. So that thing can happen every so often. And then you've got your interesting, very high attacking potential defenders like Rhys James and Alonso. Both a little bit rotation risk, so I'm not sure I'll go there, but I think they're still interesting. And Havertz is another one that I think short term over this run of three and actually probably this run of five or six is definitely someone to consider as well.
And then rounding it off with my watch list. So I'd mentioned Jimenez earlier when I was talking about Wolves. And yeah, I just feel like he does need a goal before he really gets going. And for that reason, I think I'm not going to move him until he gets that goal. So he's off my list for the moment. And another one that's dropping off my list is Jack Harrison. So he'd still be on there if not for the fact that he's ill. I believe it's COVID. So we don't know exactly what's happening with him. I need to see him back in the starting lineup. I need to see him getting minutes before we can go and back on the watch list. And at number five, he made an appearance last week and he's back again in my watch list. It's Aaron Ramsdale. So he's made two appearances for Arsenal in the league in a row. Clean sheets in both of those. This weekend's fixture against Tottenham, that is the really interesting one. That's the telling one that's going to say whether Arteta trusts him with the shirt long-term or not. If he starts against Tottenham and doesn't do anything wrong, I think he's got the shirt and that makes him the best four and a half million keeper in the game. A lot of people will be wildcarding game week seven. For me, if you are, Ramsdale's a clear, obvious place to go. A lot of people will be on Sanchez, but I think now, if you can do it, make the change. I, I don't personally like making goalkeeper changes. But if you're on wildcard, I think it's a bit different. And at number four, a new entrant, Ramsdale's teammate, it's Ben White. He's 4.4 million at the moment. I can't see him staying that for long. He'll probably rise to 4.5 fairly soon. But I think even for that price, he's still one of the best value defenders in the game. He's got a really nice fixture run coming up as well over the longer term. And a lot of people will probably be looking to come off Luke Shaw. That's a nice way to save a million pound. Drop to Ben White. He's probably got the better fixtures from a defensive standpoint over the next few weeks. And he'll be in the team every week. It costs fifty million pounds, so he's not going to be dropped or anything like that. So you're not having to worry about rotation risk. And yeah, while he's not got the goal threat, I think bonus is potentially one where he can get into as well. At number three, another cheap defensive option and that is Tino Livermento of Southampton they've been really impressive recently they've kept two clean sheets and two at West Ham and City and yeah very rarely do teams go to the Etihad and keep a clean sheet and Livermento himself he just loves bombing up the pitch being in that attacking third he used to be a striker back in the day I think and it sort of shows he knows his way around the final third He's going to get some assists and some attacking returns this season. And if Southampton are turning it around, they look like a great little punt from game week eight onwards where their fixtures start to turn. So he's going to be in my team at some point, I'm pretty sure. Probably not a 4.1 mil. I'm pretty sure he'll rise very soon. So I'll probably have to get him in. He'll probably be about 4.3, but he'll still be great value at that price. And at number two... Same as last week, Cristiano Ronaldo. There's not much more to say, really. Everyone knows how great a player he is. He can score in any game. He's always a captaincy option. Captain Hindsight tells me that I should have got him in a couple of weeks ago. Not Mr. Boat, I would say. It, it could get to a point where, with his ownership going up and up, it's just going to kill me not having him. And I might just have to find a way to make it work. But I'm either probably going to get him in this week or not for five or six weeks. 
So I'm still working out exactly what I'm going to do with my transfer at the moment. But at number one, he's been number one for a while, but he will be coming off my watch list soon because he'll either be in my team this week or next week, and that is Romelu Lukaku. I think he's a very, very good captaincy option over the next few weeks with that run of fixtures for Chelsea. And, yeah, he's already shown his quality, got off to a good start for Chelsea in the league, and I think he'll continue scoring. As as I've said, Chelsea are the, the team to target over the next three. They're also the team to target longer term as well, so everything ticks the boxes in Lukaku's favour. And from a price point as well, he's now over a million cheaper than Ronaldo. So for those that might not be able to afford Ronaldo, Lukaku's a lot easier to get to. And you're probably less likely to be blocked off as well because United do have more you know, good fantasy assets than Chelsea. So Lukaku is the one for me. And that rounds off the Game Week 6 preview. Thank you for listening. Drop a comment or a rating on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends. And of course, keep it. Cheese. 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 C